What's up everyone? This is V, aka Verna English. And wow. It's been a while. I've been uh posting pretty much a lot lately and I appreciate that. And uh yeah, I'm definitely going to be updating more regularly. Uh thanks to all the listeners. Thank you guys, I appreciate you. And uh hit the subscribe button. I feel like I'll be saying this and people uh think I'm not like serious but I'm, I'm very thankful for my listeners and to the new listeners to the old listeners whoever you are there's a sense of appreciation that I cannot say it's unmatched and I'm just thankful to be here uh thank you guys thank you thank you hit the subscribe button tell someone about it buy it on Amazon uh, do, do whatever you like you find me on multi-platforms you can find me on uh, what's that? Spotify. You can find me on Apple. You can find me on a lot of different programs. What I was primarily thinking of, and, and you know, just to tell someone, this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. That's this is one thing. You feel me? But it kind of goes on beyond that. Since I kind of like made this story, made the name, you know branded it myself and came up with this idea myself now to anybody listening I generally when I record this podcast always have it in my mind that I'm speaking to you know thousands and thousands of you know writers and young practitioners in the art form of writing so I generally you know peruse the ins and outs of what it is to be a writer and how you know different it can be for each and every writer it is never the same and never do i in my head even come up with the idea that i could be the same because that's generally never the case it's two different minds but when tackling certain issues i can help as far as being there right now or later and then generally having a sensibility of, you know, coming with something later as a solution. There's always a solution when there's an issue, a numerous amounts. And, you know, being a writer, it, it comes with some sensibility and uh, sense to have these, uh, a sense of awareness. <clears throat> now, I, I talked about these things before in a funny light, but the sense of awareness is taking yourself out of a situation and then placing yourself in different moments, but not necessarily being a narrator. A narrator is taking that already, almost like in a godlike fashion, and knowing all of what is to happen and what is going to happen. And generally, in that sense, as the writer, you are that. But uh, in other instances, you want to interject yourself outside of being um, that and knowing everything about a story and placing yourself in the reader's shoes. The reader is the one that's curious and oftentimes plays as the narrator, um, obviously them reading your book, but they oftentimes try to figure out what it is that you're trying to explain before you can explain it. And that's a cool thing because that's how you know people's minds are working and that's how you can attribute um, the genius to what it is that we do in the human experience. Um, I never underestimate 
any person and that goes for the tall ones and the ones that are knee high like <laughs> those are the ones that are the young minds uh, who will be the future tall ones and I never you know underestimate what it is that they can bring um, in their imagination and in the things that they catch up on and how fast they learn how extensive they, they learn it amazes me and keeps me on my toes and has me to understand that I'm always learning and that I always will be. But generally, what I'm, I'm telling you, and, and this is why I call this a writer's room, because I'm literally writing as I go along, and later on I'll, I'll actually put pen to paper and then upload some things to my my, my drive, but that, that's, that's the later part, that's the final part of what we're working on now. First and foremost, being a writer, you have to have the mentality in your mindset of writing, but not just writing, but experiencing certain things. And what I'm telling you at the beginning of this and why I'm picking back at it, and so I don't lose you on a tangent, is to say that not only are you the creator of your content and ultimately the narrator, this, you know, idea person for this said world but two you also are the experiencer and so you have to place yourself in the reader's shoes so that you're not that far removed from the amazing things that are to be experienced and usually you will have an editor or someone who can verse or tell you about those things but generally before you even hand that final draft into someone you want to have read your material at least once or twice and then anticipated the experience that the reader is to have and that that's a large uh, topic to talk about it's a large um, order uh, to get at a restaurant if you were to give that to someone it, it's a big thing and a large responsibility as a writer and a lot of writers feel like it's a daunting task or insurmountable something that is uh, so large that they can't quote-unquote wrap around it or do it by themselves and that generally is not the case as well when you're speaking with someone who released their books self-edited their books horribly and <laughs> released it on amazon.com and i am the ultimate last person ultimate whatever you want to call me when it comes to this or that in the regards of writing and if it's in that category of non-perfection then I would definitely be uh, the poster boy for that but you must understand that if I can do these certain things so can you it only takes an afternoon or two in a month or two or three to buckle down and concentrate on this craft that you know that you can do the point of making a story is to place someone's self in your shoes and to have this idea that you have in your head that's been purveying that's like a pulse anything that comes anything that comes back in an understanded light and makes sense always has a, a point of interest and and something that people can come back to and something that someone identifies with is of some interest and so if you're placing yourself in the reader's shoes you're already a step ahead of the game 
you're already anticipating what others are talking about, what they are going to be thinking about, and then eventually um, the future questions that you know a reader would eventually have for you as as far as creating said world. There's many, many prime examples of great storytelling, and then there's great, great, uh, I mean, an insurmountable amount of, what would you call, a numerous stories that are left open-ended, and I like this aspect. And I was talking about this on one of the podcasts, but then too, I often tell people that when you ask questions, do you really want the answer? Like, <laughs> like it, there's certain points in life where I'm just curious, and, and I'm curious as to certain people because certain times they do, and then other times they're like, no, they don't. And I'm one of those people because I, as a child, I love asking questions in my mind that I knew could not be answered. And the reasoning that I asked them was because I knew they couldn't be answered. I didn't even attempt to ask an adult because I knew it. I was like, you know, they're going to give me some long-sorted answer about this, this, that, and third, and some excuse. Fine, fine. I pretty much will go with the open-ended, anything is possible. And that's how I live life. That's how I still live life as an adult. I hate when people expect, well, no, I won't say hate. I will, I, I, it vexes me to no end when someone explains something that is unexplainable because I, I find it almost a very curious and precarious thing that they know. And then why are you telling me? Like, those things I didn't even ask for, and even if I did, um, it kind of ruins that experience for the, the viewer or for the reader. And, and it kind of like, if I explain everything about my story, it takes that experience away from you. So for me, I, I find that the reader and the writer, now I say the reader first, but first and foremost, the reader is the one that chooses the content that they like and they choose all of what they go through. They're like, yo, I want this, I'm gonna read this, I'm gonna read this, I'm gonna listen to this podcast because this guy's funny and he's black. Like, there's certain points where not only does the writer have to cater to it, but they're setting the stage for what the reader has to experience. And, and I tell you this and I tell all readers this, tell writers but first everyone a part of the whole spectrum of the art form is to what it is that they want what do you want that's period point blank off the top because everyone knows essentially what they want to experience what they want to see they they love stories that take their mind on a journey but often the question and and not even asked is like yo what story makes you remember stuff? Like, what makes a rememberable story? And then somebody be like, yo, it was uh, this. And I went with my mama and my friends. And we was over there. And, and, like, it became a whole ordeal along with the said thing that made it a rememberable thing. And for me, that that's a, a great way to, you know, segue into a lot of different a life stories, everyone has a life story, everyone has their own experience, and even if they were at the same event, sitting next to that said person, the event 
and their story is insanely different. No story is the same. And, and as a writer, you have to take that into consideration and you have to, you know, verse those things. And other writers whom I know of be like, well, I don't even care about all that. <laughs> They're like, yo, I made this story. They like it or leave it. And that, that also comes with the art form of uh, being comfortable with themselves and the content that you're bringing and this level of non-giving uh, mm, <laughs> about uh, what people think about the writing or your content. And, and I dig that because you need that thick-skinned ability to just write what comes to mind and write the things that you love. But also there comes this uh, gingerness and this sensitivity, and that's why I started on this, of talking about what people are identifying with and, and how you can identify it. It's the prime reason why editors and publishing houses exist is because they, they consider themselves the gateways and oftentimes were um, to connect people um, with other things and they know advertisements, they know kind of what people like to see. But as uh, independent, as a writer, and as all of these other, you know, new content creators are hitting uh, the sphere, you you are the ones that kind of make that mold. The the readers and you know people in the comment section are the one that make this uh, this basic genre of everything. So you just gotta take that into mind. The next part of the story that I was concentrating on for the next. I don't know, two weeks, um, I'll be finishing the fourth book, but I'm thinking of an event that will happen. And I'm thinking like, just because I've included a lot of characters from my second book, and I really, really, really wanted it to be like on some other, like just insane, on some like incredible stuff. So I'm thinking that I wanted the event to include the Band of the Crow, and once again, the guardian and the girl that he was protecting. Now, generally in the sense, I like how my characters interact in the story, but see, this is the point where I'm talking about it and writing in real time is because I am not only the, the narrator, but as the reader, I wanna see something exciting in the story. And so, the best thing that I can think of would be in the first, I think it's one of the first, you know, tools as a writer is to have a mistaken identity. And the best and funniest of stories are mistaken identities. And so to have like, um, I, okay, so I'll have the guardian uh, searching for the girl that he's been protecting this whole time. And all the while, she's been sending him visions uh, telepathically and through dreams. And so he's been following these instances, following these landmarks and things like this. And then he runs into the band of the crow and mistakenly thinks they are the ones that kidnapped her. Um, but actually, uh, I'll have it that they find her <clears throat> and then uh, protect her. And she's one of the first and only ones that would be a young one in their camp and in amongst their ranks, exceptionally being a girl. And so uh, a battle ensues and, and I won't ruin the ending or whatever it is that happens, but 
yeah, I'm gonna make it, you know, a little saucy, a little mix in, a little action and mixing this misunderstanding and uh, the misunderstanding, obviously mistaken identity of them uh, thinking he is some giant bandit and then him thinking that they kidnapped her. And so thinking of like how I could resolve that is uh, pretty fun and I'll, I'll concentrate on that today and tomorrow. It's a really, really fun thing and I appreciate all of you guys. I'll give you the names for all of what I was writing on air. And uh, yeah, hit the subscribe button, let someone know about this. And uh, oh, also to anybody in the LA area, it is a funny podcast I was looking at on uh, TikTok, I think. And uh, I, I enjoy these conversations that they have just on, you know, I don't even know. These are like kickback conversations that I would call them. But yeah, it's really funny. I love the trends. If they want to invite me, just let me know. I'm around. <laughs> have a great day today. Peace, peace.